You're listening to the House Hustler Podcast, powered by Listing Leaders. In this ninth episode of Season 2, we interview Alicia Wooten. She's a brand new agent, and we break down how she was able to see success early in her career. We also talk a little bit about new required forms, and we touch a little bit about future episodes on AI. Here's how it all went down. Hello and welcome to season two, episode nine of the House Hustler podcast. Just like we preach, I'm telling you, just like you read that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you're supposed to smile when you talk. I like puff my chest way out right before we start this, look at everybody around the room like a wide-eyed doe. (gasps) Hello and welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We are season two, episode nine. We've got... What, this is like, all right, where are my Game of Thrones people at? Not me. No? Oh, big time. It was always episode nine. That was the big one. Yep. It was 10 episode seasons, but episode nine was when shit went down. Yep. And you couldn't wait for episode nine. Hope yep. we don't disappoint. <laughs> what, Battle of the Bastards was episode nine. It was it? episode nine. Yeah, it sure was. Good, good callback. I got one guy here. Yeah, no, not me at all. Uh, I am Brandon Rainwater. I am not alone. Please go around the room and introduce yourself. I'm Brian Manning. Josh Wozniak. Sarah for Putin. Alicia Wooten. Our distinguished special guest, Alicia Wooten, who I just found out today is elevating her ranks to local celebrity status. (laughs) You were just featured in Valpo North Magazine, you and your lovely family. Thank you. Right? exciting. I can't wait to break into that. That was exciting. That looked really cool. Bet that was a fun experience. Hope everybody's doing well. Thanks for pressing play and bringing us directly to your ear holes. Got one episode left. Today we are going to interview Alicia Wooten. She's a brand new agent who's starting to see success in this crazy industry. Came up through Listing Leaders, and I'm kind of really excited to unpack your journey a little bit, kind of why you do what you do or why you chose to do what you did. And what it's looked like for you so far. We're all active brokers. We like to do a little two-week roundup, how everybody's last two weeks was. Sarah, how's your last two weeks been? Um, my last two weeks was a blur. Um, I had some longtime friends that I've been talking to about buying and selling for about a year and a half now, and they called me out of nowhere, and they're like, Sarah, we went to an open house, and we found the place. And I'm like, okay, cool. That This is awesome. So... We went back and looked at it a second time because he was really nervous. His exact words were, I looked at this place for 15 minutes and now I'm going to buy it. Like, Commit if to I, it. Yeah, like what? And so he's he's just much more of a cautious person than she is. And um, so it was kind of fun to like see their personalities come out in that transaction. So they're under contract and I've got their townhome listed and yeah, yeah, that's really great. Um, How do you advise your clients when maybe they go to a open house that you're not going to be with them? Well, I didn't know that they were going. Uh, So there's that. (laughs) Their son needed a haircut and they had a half hour wait. So they saw an open house sign and just stumbled on this place. So, but, um, you know, typically if people want to go to an open house, I just tell them, great, would you like me to come with you? And if they're like, no, that's okay, then, um, you know, I just tell them, you know, they're probably going to ask you if you have an agent yeah. and, you know, just tell them, yeah, I'm working with Sarah and coach them fine. to make sure they yeah. say they're represented. Right, right. Just ma- to make sure that they uh, have representation, even if I'm not 
there. So, no. or know they're represented even if I'm not there. Um, but that was, it was, it was good. It was like a quick, it was really quick. It was like, okay, they called me Saturday night and then I'm listing their house, getting everything ready on Sunday morning to list their house. Like it was just, Boom. yeah. Yeah. Did that, did that uh, feel reminiscent of the market? Yes. Like a year or two did. ago? It did. It did feel like, like a year or two ago and they were like, we can't lose out on this house and like, okay, okay, here we go. You know, it was, it was very like, it was a little stressful and like, okay, let's go back to 2022 again. Where's their townhome listed at? Uh, Double Tree Lake Estates. So on the gated side of Double Tree. Okay, right on. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. In what city? Uh, Winfield. It's in Winfield. And then, so I did that and then I've, um, I've got this place that's supposed to close on Tuesday and um, it's the first of three transactions that would like domino effect close. Okay. So I have the seller, then my people are buying, and then their seller is buying. And um, all of a sudden, this week, the lender's company is being bought out. No. So it's just been a nightmare of like trying to keep everyone on the same page. And now we don't know when it's going to close. And all of these, uh, like all three families have movers hired. And like, it's just been. Well, I wonder if other like transactions are taking place to like every transaction that's probably in the escrow with that lender is probably on hold. I don't know. It's just frustrating. It is. Um, And then other than that, I have been spending, I've spent the last 48 hours just trying to figure out QuickBooks and I hate it. Like, I Uh hate it. Is it that time of year, Sarah? No, it's it not is, even though. that it's, it's tax time. Up. It's getting everything. Well, yeah, it is. That it's tax time. time. But that's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to get myself set up for this year. Oh. And I just, like, I am not dumb with technology. Like, I am very, <laughs> like, I taught kids high-level tech. And I, I'm just really dumb with this. And I can't. I, I don't know. So if you're out there listening and you're like, Sarah, it's not that hard. Like, call me. Because... <laughs> It is that hard. I and Chris came on here and said, "You got to do this, this, and this." I'm doing all those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he made it sound easy. That was the only problem, huh? He yeah. Did. Well, well, this is the one that this has always been the one that I knew was going to trip me up. And sure enough, like, yeah, I suck at it. I'm it's not okay. the best at it either. I have it too. And there's uh, apparently there's a big difference between QuickBooks Online and just the standard QuickBooks. Yeah, yeah. I'm QuickBooks challenged as well. So okay, that's good to know because <laughs> then we can get a support group going. So yeah. <laughs> just to back up, when you talked about the lender, they didn't give you guys a fair warning that this was happening. Um, I got a uh, voicemail um, on Wednesday saying our company is being bought out tomorrow. Don't worry, none of the transactions will be affected. And then, because <laughs> of course, they're gonna say of that. course it was. And then, so it is what it is. But they so are not a ton. Of I mean, that's what ticks me off because we all we all know that that did, just didn't happen overnight. So oh like no! You buy someone's car in the front of your, their house and it's done in a day. Yep. We're talking that this was months in the in the works and they well, couldn't have told like, anybody. Probably, but it was probably a parent company that's being bought out, so it's it's not really anything that they can totally control. And but we were looking for that clear to close on Thursday, and that's when it got bought out. And so I'm assuming it's not your preferred lender. Um. 
Oh. No, it's no not. No, I was like, no, I thought, I don't wanna, I don't does, the, wanna, does the no, no comment come in? No, it's not, it's not my preferred lender. It really is. Yeah, isn't. I'm sorry but to I say too, but if they're getting bought out, this lender's already got their money. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably skipping town. I next just feel bad. This. I don't want to just totally put yeah. people on blast that exactly. are around here, but exactly. it was just a frustrating. It's still yeah, like, and, who knows when we're closing? It's just frustrating. Josh, how was your last two weeks? Yeah, my last two weeks was pretty good. Um, like we discussed, I think, on the last episode, I got my Michigan real estate license. So right. We're going to follow that closely. How's yeah, that going so down? I've been up uh, in Michigan a couple times over the last uh, two weeks, touching base up there. Um, they're going through, as a brokerage, like a coaching program. Yeah. So we've been uh, doing that. And also uh, through that, like working on some of our uh, materials to present to buyers, sellers, like listing presentations, buyer guides. Um so that's been pretty good. I'm actually doing an open house today after the podcast. Um, I've got a couple things moving to where I'm probably going to be listing uh, some things soon. And so it's been a pretty good two two weeks, man. And especially with this weather, oh. it's really, like, putting me in the right frame of mind, Love you know. Uh, this year, man, it's going to happen so fast, I think. It's like you got to be ready for it or it's, like, be done by the time you realize, you know. So Absolutely. have you done enough training up in Michigan to maybe – discuss some early differences you're seeing in the way we do real estate versus maybe the way the Michigan people do it. And is there any uh, juxtaposition there yet? I, I, mean, I know it's a little early. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I would say one thing that, that comes to my mind is that uh, the pest and termite inspection seems to be like a little more of a common uh, point of the deal. Okay. Not like a breaking point, but it's just like it's more common for the seller to have a um, – a pest inspection done on the home. Okay. And then I think for the buyer to pay that out at closing, but uh, I felt like you didn't really see that in Indiana as like standard. Not I mean, obviously if you're having a home inspection, then you do sometimes include a pest inspection. But um, I get a sense, and I could be wrong, I get a sense that the, the property is uh, by dollar amount. It's like more affordable. Really? Um, I was just discussing with an agent up there in Listing Leaders, Michigan, um, Jason, and he was telling me, uh, and Baller Property Group, they're a team up there. They have a listing coming up right now, um, five acres with 500 foot of frontage on uh, the St. Joe River with a house on it for like 279000 So to me, that sounds pretty good for five acres, yeah. 500 foot of um, river. Obviously, it depends on, you know, you got to go see the house. But it seems like there's some good affordable land up there in Michigan. Um, there's... So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, um, yeah, narrowing in to be able to better answer your question and also to, be, sure. to have some uh, well, We're going to keep coming back to that exact board. topic. I'm, I'm far too interested to, to hear about the differences, and you're gonna, we're going to live vicariously through you for sure. Yeah, good. Well, that'll uh, give me that deeper dive that I need, you know. I dig it. Brian, how you been, brother? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Mike. Buying with Brian. Job. <laughs> the, the penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, the penitentiary. Yeah, I've been I've been book solid. I got a, a big week this week. I'm basically working six days, three doubles and a twelve and a ten hour shift from Monday through Friday. That's it. That's it. <laughs> what about after lunch? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I, I knew this was coming. So, yeah. but I've been working as far as real estate. I've been working with a uh, buyer that is looking for property on the western side of Lake County, you know, Lowell, Cedar Lake. And he wants, you know, very specific. So we've been going to look at, uh, you know, he wants land, he wants an out, a big outbuilding. And some of that stuff out there is just a, 
you know, there's some really nice properties out there, but there's also some train wrecks. And last weekend was train wrecks. Yeah. But uh, no, it's been it's been good. And then you know, I was telling you guys before I bro- uh, we started recording that I inadvertently broke my phone from the at, right after the last podcast. You know, and I was down. And and my God, if you are a real estate agent, you need your phone. It's crazy <laughs> how how like un. I felt like like naked. How, how you know? did you feel? Yeah, I felt yeah, naked yeah. without Anxiety. having a phone for three days. And in one sense, it was liberating because I wasn't looking at my phone all day. But at the same sense, I was like, "Oh my God, what if someone's trying to get hold of me?" <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was weird, but it was good. I had a good two weeks. How that's about awesome. you? Um, not bad. I want to go back to the whole phone thing because I often wonder if that's you know I found myself thinking with real estate agents in general. What other? Because like we talk about how this job is kind of more of a lifestyle mm-hmm. than a job, right? I mean, it, it is a job, but it's very much so transcends that and creeps into your lifestyle. And that's all right. That's actually what I love about it. Um, but one of like the uh, uh, a side effect of that is we do tend to be like tethered to our phones. And I do find myself thinking to, you know, at what level is it unhealthy? Okay. Am I using my phone to, to just refresh the same five apps or am I using it to bridge connections and build relationships with contacts? <laughs> so one time, I just think that when the, when those waters get great, when that area gets great, I don't like the result. I yeah. don't like looking at my like weekly screen or time report. Oh. So those are like. I gather the, the family worst. and I make us all say the number out loud. Do you really? I do. I make them all just because I, I know fail. I can't compete with my teenage daughter, which is cool because that makes me feel slightly better, but I hate the number of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely relate, by the way, and I think Brian's right. It's like the whole industry can relate. When you lose your cell phone like that as a realtor, yeah, it's exactly like you said. There's peace that comes from it, but there's also concern. You're like, okay, is somebody trying to call me? But at the same time, you're like, well, if they are, I guess, you know. I'm just going to do something else anyways. My, I don't have a phone. It doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and what was funny about that whole situation, because that was right after the Union Mills showing, and that was the most bizarre showing I've ever had in, in my in my career as a real estate agent. Can because, we talk about that? Yeah, yes. What? <laughs> like, all right, so first of all, this property was very unique property. It had a, an old church attached to it okay. out in Union Mills. So it was cool. You know, it needs, in my opinion, it needs it need some work. But... The people that came there, it was like maybe one, maybe some Kool-Aid package shy of Jonestown, kind of like, oh. it was very, very bizarre. One kid started doing push-ups in the middle of the showing because he, he was doing some Russian push-up challenge, you know. On, I, oh, I, I swear to you, it was so bizarre. Okay. Oh, I've never seen anyone just do push-ups, and, and he goes... He looked at me, and I was like, well, I, I can tell you this is the first I've ever seen anyone work out in the middle of my showings, but that's cool. You know, I get, now I have a first. That's but, cool. um, yeah, then on the way home, it, it just the, the funniness carried with me on the way home because I dropped my phone, and I went to pull over, and I figured, ah, I can get it, you know, and not park the truck, and nope, it fell out while I was moving at like five miles an hour. Oh. And it was enough to break the, the, the SIM card. So I kind of deserve that, but I also blame them. <laughs> Because their weirdness rubbed off on me, and I had a bad decision on the way home. (laughs) We're all weird. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't do push-ups in the middle of a showing weird. I'm like trying to think of some of the strangest shit I've seen, but yeah, that's 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 up there. It was way up there. I'll go last, Alicia. How was your last two weeks in real estate? Our special guest, Alicia Wooten. It has been um, super chaotic. You got to get close to the mic, my friend. It has been super chaotic. 
um, and busy, but also wonderful. You know, the chaos is, um, I embrace it now <laughs> at yeah. this point. Yeah, I have a closing that got moved up from the 24th to the 16th. And so um, just working on finalizing that, that's going to be back-to-back closings. Um, I have a few buyers that I'm dealing with, and uh, so out on the road quite a bit. Yeah? Yep. And you keep yourself busy. I do, yes. Incredibly busy. We'll probably get there when we break down your story a little bit. Um, I guess I'll go last real quick, and then we'll do just that. Uh, My last two weeks were good. I did have one closing, but I also had my class graduate. My 12th class graduated yesterday. Um, grateful for that. Had a couple really great meetings about scaling the school to other licensees. Um, I was able to go out to North Judson, have a great meeting with Dave Connolly and Scott King about maybe uh, helping grow their brokerage out in that direction. Um, I know that's something that's on the table for me and Julie out in the South Bend Granger uh, area as well. Um, and I just yesterday also went to our next location, which is going to be in Portage uh, with Select, and I'm ex- extremely excited about that. Uh, took measurements for that. That's going to be a, a, a great, great location for anybody in the Portage area uh, who's got real estate on their radar. And then the Gary location starts its first class February 20th. Uh, that's going to be a day class taught by Kurt Gillespie. So I'm like exceptionally proud of this little baby that I like I've been <laughs> nurturing and growing. And it's, you it's, should be. It's really I, it's, cool. It's starting to see some of that hard work pay off. Yeah. And that's it, like it's an extreme source of pride. Um, yeah. Having a lot, a lot of fun with that. That's really about all I've been doing. That's good, man. It sounds like there's a lot of momentum there on the kind of the organizational level for you. Like you got a lot of things coming up and a lot of your experience is starting to crystallize. It, it does feel that way. And it, it's exciting and it's nervous. And I like it because I do feel slightly out of my comfort zone, right? And I, I know that's where I'm going to achieve growth. So it, it is exciting. Yeah. Just got Brian. Oh, I was going to say uh, broker tip. Broker tip. We do have a broker tip. We have a broker tip this week. I know last time we didn't, but it's cool. Yeah, no. So this week, our broker tip is, as if anyone's seen it on Facebook, Maritza posted yesterday that if you're on the sell side, you have to have a final walkthrough inspection. So make sure you fill that form out and put it in your sky slope or you will not get paid. Exactly. For all current listing leaders. For all current listing leaders. Um, And that that might just be corporate, too. I don't know um, if that's company-wide yet. I don't know. Yeah. That, I don't know, but yeah, we'll, we'll just go with corporate, but I'm sure others will follow suit. Well, and it's not a bad document, so you want to tell us about the document, kind of why it exists? Well, it exists because uh, there's, you know, everyone knows the situation where the the appliances that were shown when you walk through the house or the, you know, they're nice stainless steel high-end stuff and you get there and you move in and they're, now they're, you know, secondhand, white, uh, don't match, none of them are the same. Uh, or damage done from them moving out. So it covers you that that the house is as shown when you saw it for the first time to as you're making that final purchase. That way it protects you because otherwise, according to what was being posted on Facebook, is that can come back to the agent. Mm-hmm. And you want to protect yourself from having, you know, uh, ending up in, in court. No, that's exactly correct. It's, it's from a liability issue. Uh, we do a final walkthrough because we want to confirm that the house is in the same condition it was in when we agreed to purchase it. That escrow period could be up to 45 days, and a lot can happen in 45 days, especially when somebody's moving. So, yeah, it's, it's a great document just to cover everybody's butt in the case that something didn't line up and you may have to litigate for whatever reason. Yeah, not a great, great point. 
And just to be clear, that's also um, the same reason why the disclosure forms are signed again at, at the time of sale as well right. as to um, affirm the same thing is that the property's in the same condition as what um, it was when it was uh, dis made the disclosure form and when the contract was made. Well, yeah. I think this is more for the buy side too. Like it's, um, you know, that the buyer walked through and reviewed the property or the buyer chose not to walk through and review the property before closing. So it sounds like it's like well, it's I, covering you. I guess, I mean, I guess you could have it, you know, if you're listing the home, but it was mostly for buy side. Yeah. Yeah. So fill it out if you want to get paid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it, like Sarah's kind of leading into it, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to fill it out if you're listing the home and have them sign it. So yeah, that way sure. they can't come back at you and say, you know, hey, none of this is right. No, you signed it, so we're good. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just one of those things, too, that you're not going to need it until you need it. Exactly. You know, you're thinking, oh, well, there'd be no problem. I mean, these are good people, right? They're, they were kind to us throughout the process. Yeah. And then you sign everything up, you go over there, everything has changed. And you have no recourse because you opted not to use a simple form that would have, like Brian said, just been a simple protection, you know? I feel the same way about the ADR. Yeah, yeah it's better not to leave it up to chance, you know? It's yeah. really not. I mean, not everybody out there in the world has your best interest in mind. So just put it on a form, you know? That's why we use contracts. Yeah. So we have, for a while now, been kicking around the idea of bringing on a, a newer agent. I, what I love about it, first of all, all of us tend to fall into the category of newer agent. But yep. <laughs> we'll just say an even... I actually even, just faxed the document yesterday. Uh, did you? I'm just kidding. An, an even newer agent. But one that came up through a listing leader school, albeit mine, but who has not listened to the naysayers, not focused on negativity, made all the right moves, took advantage of every opportunity presented to them and break down their story of kind of what that looks like and how they've been able to see success early, even as a mom, even as a wife, even as a house hustler doing everything that you're doing. So that's why um, you immediately came to my mind, Alicia, because you did come to my school. Um, we have developed a really great relationship, but one of the things that I remember so vividly is when I was doing radio ads, um, I decided to have my students come and actually record the radio ad thinking that'd be an outstanding opportunity. And so many of them told me no. And you were like, where do I go? And when do I need to be there? And it turned out to be wonderful. So thank you for that. But that was just one of the things that I always thought was an example of, I would have done the same thing. If someone called me and was like, would you like this opportunity? I'd have been like, um, hell yes. And I thought that was awesome. So why don't you just kind of, um, one, introduce yourself and kind of tell us about your journey, starting with when real estate got put on your radar, how your experience was through school, and kind of coming up through listing leaders. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am Alicia Wooten. Um, I did go through Brandon's 10-week night, week, or night program for real estate, and um it first got put on my radar when I was 18 years old. I started working at Lowe's and I immediately was drawn, like I started out as a cashier and I was drawn to the pro side of things, pro contractor sales. And so it was there where <clears throat> I really started to um, fall in love with the building process. Like I loved going to job sites and seeing how homes were built. Like I love reading blueprints. It's super fun to me. Um, I know that sounds weird. No, it doesn't. That's it's really cool. <laughs> it, is, it is really cool. I can't yes. read a blueprint. <laughs> so I 
that really grew to be my passion. I started working pro sales um, and contractor sales for up until I had five days until I had Spencer. And then I stayed home for five years. And then I went back to work at Depot and then um, got recruited back to Lowe's. Um, so it was there once again where I was like really thrown into like flippers. Pre- I, did, I was over building materials, um, pro sales, contractor sales. And it was just, it, it was honestly wonderful. I loved it. I love the building part of things. And um, so when I started talking to my flippers a little bit more, um, I was like, you know, I was never really introduced to real estate part. I was only like really introduced to like the building part. And so, um, so I grew what fascinated you about the building part. Cause I love how, like how organic your love for it was. It started really, really young. That's something I can relate to for sure. And you got such a unique perspective of it. Like I was in and out of, you were in and out of homes, but like, what was it about it that, that you loved so much, but the, was it the analytical building material? Did you already like fully comprehend that the value add and the money that was being made there? Or was it the homes themselves and just seeing the beauty and how the recreation, the, the gentrification of an old home? Yes, that's exactly what it was. It had nothing to do with the money aspect of it, actually. It was everything to do with seeing something completely at its foundation yeah. and then seeing what it built into and then not only that side of it but seeing how it's something that people make memories in for years and years to come and yet it was just like concrete and studs at one point so like just to see the timeline of it and even flippers too like I love to see how it transforms like I love the transformation to see how they can take something you know so Um, what other people consider ugly and dated or not useful and they can transform it into something that will create memories for people for years and years to come like an hgtv moment you gotta love the good reveal (laughs) exactly that's exactly how it feels too and it really didn't have anything to do with money i actually grew up in south chicago and like entrepreneurial like um jobs per se were never anything that were put on our radar like in growing up in Chicago and it was mainly like either you go into college and get a college job or you end up going to military and so like a lot of those options weren't really available to me um, not that I knew about anyway so it really took me a lot of years just kind of like working with flippers investors to find that out on my own and then um, when Russ and I were going to uh, sell our house, <laughs> you know, at the end of the sheet, I was like, you know what? I, at the master sheet, when you fill out the commission and everything, uh-huh. and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Why don't I do this? <laughs> so um, honestly, that's what started it. And then I was like, I, you know, uh, when Maddie was four months old, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into real estate. Yeah. And then that's when I did it. And then it kind of trickled. So what was it our we we had a very small pre-existing relationship i think we just knew each other existed but when you when you made the decision what made you choose a in-person school versus online and why did you go to the school you went to and what was that experience like say nice things about Brandon. and say nice things <laughs> 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 fragile yeah, just like we rehearsed <laughs> <laughs> right 
so Joni, your sister-in-law, yes. had actually completed the school. Right. And her, you know that I was super close with her and your brother. And so I saw her posted on Facebook. She was like, hey, I just completed this. And I'm like, you know what? I've been thinking about real estate. And I messaged her, like, how was your experience? And she said it was wonderful. Reach out to you. Um, it was super easy to navigate. And honestly, that was a huge plus. Um, the website was easy to navigate. And so um, it, it was just like, I think it was like at midnight. I'm not even kidding. I was in bed. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And uh, followed the website and signed up. And, you know. You would be surprised how many times I wake up to the email notification I get new students. <laughs> and I always have the thought, I'm like, if you enrolled at 2 a.m., are you going to be awake during class? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know we don't hold class at that time, but people always seem to enroll at the midnight hour. Yeah, I think I was up with Maddie at one of her nighttime feedings, and I was just like, you know what? You know, my husband is a volunteer firefighter for two different departments on top of his full-time career. And honestly, his, he was kind of an inspiration for me. You know, at 36 years old, he decided to pursue being a volunteer firefighter. And I was like, you know what? If he can do something for himself that he loves to do, I can do that too. Like, I can do something for myself. Yeah, I'm not just it. a mom. I'm not just a wife. Like, I'm still my individual person. And so that's why I was like, and also, I like to make money. I, I you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, I love hearing that. <laughs> so it was kind of, you know, I want to do something for myself. I want to be my own person. Um, and he's been fully supportive of that, you know. So let, all right, let's take it one step further after that, because I think a lot of people start off with that intention. But I also think a lot of people will like, I'll take the class because I'm bored. And we all know we're playing a numbers game. And, you know, you, you may not pass the test. Once you pass the test, you may choose not to do anything with real estate, because unfortunately, the class is not indicative of what it's like to do the job no. at all. Right. <laughs> I'm teaching you the unsexy side of real estate just enough to pass what's known as a pretty hard exam but after that it was like like i guess break it down after that to where that was the point where now you actually do get to put your foot on the gas now you get to start and grow your own business and you chose listing leaders to do that so what's that look like um it's honestly been wonderful um so one of the things that i did was i started to market myself before i passed my test so on social oh, media God. could you say that again <laughs> just say it again I marketed myself before I passed my test. You let people know what you were doing. I sure did. Um, I think it's important. And also, it was kind of like a flip side. It's more of personal accountability, too. So it's like, you know, I don't want to fail. I don't want other people to see me fail. So putting it out there so that way I'm holding myself accountable in a sense. And um, I, I studied while my four-month-old was napping, my toddler was napping, and you know, reading my book. I posted pictures of that, you know, so it was just really important um, to me to let people know what I was doing, why I was doing it. And then so that way I could hit my like hit the ground running, so, I guess you could say. Go ahead. Uh, so the one of the things that we always talk about is your why. What is your why for real estate? Um, honestly, I don't really... I know everyone talks about the why, the big why. It's kind of a, it's a, a big why with a lot of little whys in it. I guess my little whys are all of my kids. But yeah. it's more so, you know, I didn't grow up in a stable environment. And I just want to make sure that, like, 
that's always provided. Granted, my husband has a full-time career and it's wonderful, but also I really like to be my individual person too. So it has a lot to do with that, a lot to do with myself, you know, proving things to myself, you know, and I, honestly a lot for myself. You know, I, I love to do it. Um, the thing that's coming to my mind is that by sometimes by doing something for yourself, you are doing something for your children, actually a lot of times. So I think it's good that they're going to see that as an example, you know, that it's important to have your own uh, passions, your own dreams that you're pursuing. So I think that's going to trickle down. I think it's a good example. Thank you. I appreciate that. I want to go back to the mindset of letting people know what you're doing even when you were going through class and you know letting because i do think there's two schools of thought there there's one where you've got the the new broker who's like i don't want anybody to know i'm new yes i'm i don't want anybody to know before i pass this test i don't want anybody to know this and then there's somebody who adopts a mindset like you like no i'm look people i'm doing this i'm educating myself so that i can provide you with the value that you need when the time comes and this value is very specific and, he, and I, I'm ready to bring it to you. And here's me studying. Here's me learning. Here's me going through the process. Yeah. And I, that subtle mindset shift is a, is a huge exponent to somebody who sees early, success early on in their career. I think the majority of the people, and I'm going to be dead honest, it was myself included when I first started. I didn't want people to know I was new. I didn't want to put myself out there immediately. I was too timid to do that. And it's so refreshing because now, now that I've just seen and, and, and turned over so many new agents and, and mentored them, that that is in itself this powerful exponent to seeing early success in this career. Yeah, it's definitely like a hurdle that you have to jump over. Like, oh, I'm doing it. Yep. I'm putting it out there. I can't back, I can't back down now. Um, but I'm never ashamed with how it like how long it took me to get there. It took me four times to pass my national and it took me three times to pass my state. Um, I had to get creative with childcare. Um, so I actually joined the YMCA. Um, so that way I can utilize their childcare for two hours and I stayed in their lobby and studied for two hours every day until I passed that test. That's so good. Because um, my awesome. husband awesome. has the full-time career and does firefighting. And so it's just, you know, it's not really... I think it's selfish for me to like uh, my family was wonderful and being supportive but I also didn't want to like keep on asking them so it's that mom guilt yes yeah. yeah no I totally get that <laughs> yeah. yeah so the YMCA honestly was like such a huge I've even used them for closings like I've signed them up for child watch and I drop them off for child watch while I go do closings awesome. go pick them up right after yes. my 11 year old he loves he loves coming with me so he's come with me to closings you know, of close friends and family. So I really, I really like to in, include him. So that way he gets a mindset of like, not just, you know, straight nine to five or college yeah. or, you know, it's where it opens his mind to things. What has been your favorite thing about real estate so far? And money is a good answer. It oh, is. It's a great answer. That's honestly. Money and freedom. Uh, yeah, it really is. And then honestly, I really do love helping people. Yeah. It, I get such enjoyment from like finding people their dream homes. And like, you know, I'm the close friends that I'm closing with on the 16th. You know, it makes me so happy that like I'm finding them their dream home. You know, and same with the ones before then. You know, she messaged me and she's like, 
thank you so much. And I'm like, this is rewarding. I like this. So it's not just one thing. It's honestly a, a tiny, tiny little things that add up to it. So from the time you passed your test, how, how long have you been an agent? Which are you corporate or did you take select or and then the last quite or last part of that would be how many transactions have you gotten so far? A rough guess, you know, you don't have to be gotcha. Pull them all out, but you know. Gotcha. So um I'm with Select and I got my license in June, so eight months now. And at after the sixteenth I'll have closed one point four. Nice. Yeah. So one point four million million yes not homes yes, <laughs> yes. 1.4 i can't like, even imagine like, what, that. Would, what did that oh dog house look like <laughs> my kids would never see me it's a half, it's a half duplex <laughs> oh. even half a duplex yeah a little bit less than half a duplex <laughs> oh, there you go. Point four so house. given that like you, the way you organically fell in love with real estate was from the flipping and manufacturing and material side of it, do you see yourself branching into the investment space? Absolutely. Yeah. That was always like my goal. And so this is definitely a stepping stone for me. Um, I'm definitely taking heed on like Nathan, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Um, I love listening to their podcast. And um, I definitely will be stepping into that probably in a couple years um, or less it depends but um yeah this is a stepping stone for sure i feel the same way and and a shout out to our next uh season finale episode uh coming to you in two weeks time where we will re-interview kevin hutnick specifically from an investment standpoint i know kevin started that patreon uh, it's only $5 a month. We'll be breaking that down as well because that has an incredible amount of value. But one of the things that I just like hearing about that period and one of the things that I think Select does at an absolute top-notch level is we e- probably equal parts teach you how to be a good broker and be a good investor. Yeah. All the different investment strategies one could use. And I think that we prioritize investment education um, right along with general broker education. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I... I can't say enough good things about Select, especially like the mentorship that they've given. I definitely could not have done <laughs> all that I do without Rebecca. You know, she's amazing. Such a great mentor. And they have a really good program in, in place, which is wonderful. And um, I really do enjoy how much they not only grow you as a realtor, but definitely give you those tools that you want or need if you want to expand what you're going in. So going back to, let's go back in time before you started school, you obviously you had this vision of being a realtor. What, and and, and this question is for people that are listening that may be on the fence of whether they want to do this or not. So what mental roadblock or something that you put up on this huge pedestal going into this thinking like, oh my God, how am I going to get over that mountain? That it was really no big deal once you got there. Like for me, it was, I work a full-time job at a steel mill. How am I going to make it to class and, and not miss all the, you know, you're only missing what, how many classes, Brandon? Six. You're only going to miss six classes, and this, and I'm working all kinds of crazy hours. How am I going to do this? But it, you know what? It was not that big of a deal. Gotcha. Yeah, um, definitely the time. Um, and times are different now than how they were even, like, five years ago. Um, five years ago, it was such, like, a stigma of, like, you know, um, 
you stay home with your kids, you know, and I, I was worried about what people would say, you know, like if they thought I was capable because I do have a, what feels like a million kids. <laughs> what feels like a million And, yes. you know, my husband does work full time and he does volunteer. So I really, I was a little bit nervous about like what people, if people could think I was capable. And then I think that's really what putting myself out there ahead of time um, really helped me with that because it was like, you know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it while having two kids in my arms. I'm doing it while I'm taking my kid to practice. You know, I'm just going to, I'm pushing through to do it. And, um, sometimes it still can be a little bit challenging, but, um, but not anything that can't be manageable at all. And it, it was, it's definitely refreshing to see on the other side where it's like, I can do this, like, and I can do more, you know? So that's, I like that question. That's a good one. She likes your question. I do. Yeah, I think we discussed last podcast, why don't I write more, remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, why. actually. I think no. you, you did get the, the role of produ- the question producer. Question producer? What you are now the director of questions. Oh, oh, no, you're fine. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, building off of that, what kind of things – I mean, the YMCA was obviously a huge help for you, but are there other things that you kind of put into play with mom life? Are you like kind of the primary childcare person in your family then since yeah. you're working full time? Yes. So then how do you juggle that? He's not that? just working. He's out putting out fires. On Literal <laughs> fires. I know. Don't, don't, don't sell him short here. He's not just out working. He's also the job and the fighting fires in fire. two different counties. You are primary caregiver. Yes. So how do you how do you navigate that? How do you work through like my kid has to be at practice at four and this person wants to see a house at three thirty? Like what do you how are you making that work? So I am super appreciative of the people in my life. I do have a wonderful mother in law, father in law, brother in law who are always super, very helpful, and then um all the transaction that I've done are my personal sphere so far. So, like, if I need to bring one of my kids with me, I've totally brought my kids with me. Mm -hmm. And it's my personal sphere. So they're like, bring the kids. Who cares? You know, it's it's been really great. So I'm very grateful I haven't run into that yet. But also the why is I have used them for showings, too. Like, they if you call them, like, 20 minutes ahead of time, you they usually get, have no problem with it, and you can drop them off for up to two hours, and it's only like eight out eight dollars per child. Oh my gosh, so, that's so cheap. It's seriously <laughs> it, right, and it's not like full time daycare. So on, that's been the biggest, you know, one of the biggest things for me. I just feel like that, like for moms especially, like that the burden usually falls on the mom still, yeah. even to this day, oh, to watch sure. the kids, and so I feel like that's a huge like mental block yes. for, for us like absolutely but I have to prioritize my kids and yep. like instapot too <laughs> yeah I yeah. make like huge meals at the beginning of the week so that way I can take it on the go my son can take it on the go I know that sounds like really cliche but like I have to like plan ahead yeah. you definitely have to plan everything with intention so um, it's just a little bit more scheduling, but not anything that's not unattainable at yeah. all. And go, you say you have something real quick? Oh, I was going to just follow up. I mean, oh, when, yeah. so when you start working outside, you know, people, acquaintances of acquaintances in your sphere, what I, what I do with my situation, and I got kids that are active in like 10,000 different things, which I don't understand <laughs> how they do it. But it, you know, I just I put put it out as, hey, this is my schedule. This is what I have yes. available and open. 
And if you want to go see this place, these are the times and days that I can do it because I'm working with other people. I never tell them, no, I got to take my daughter to practice right. or I gotta, I'm got i working a double that day. It's always, these are my available times. Absolutely. You got to let them, you, 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 there's a point where you're bending over backwards for the, the your sale, but you got to also, you know, let put them in check. They can't just dictate what you're going to do at every given time. Right. You have a life too. Thank goodness I haven't run into people like that yet. I'm sure that I will, who are going to be like, no, I want to do it now. Um, But I am super grateful that my personal sphere has been amazing and super supportive. And they understand. I mean, they've seen the pictures of me with three kids and doing what I do. You know, so a lot of them have been very understanding. And they're like, when do you have available? And I'm like, no, let's go at now. We'll go now. I'll make it work. (laughs) I also think that people that are predisposition towards success in this type of industry and kind of sales anywhere, they just don't take no. Yeah. A lot of people will take that first no and be like, okay, I tried. Yeah. You know, then they go back, sit down on the couch and watch The Bachelor. You know, (laughs) people who are successful in this, they're natural problem solvers. Okay, how do I solve this problem? I'm not going to take no for an answer. If it's not the mother-in-law, then it is the why. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I'm going to find a way to make that happen. This is because it's important to me. And that first no doesn't mean anything. (laughs) I just go down the list. (laughs) I love that. I, and that's, that's why you're here. Like, cause well, you, you, I know you have that mindset and more new agents need to, to like, just hear about that mindset, know it exists and know that by putting yourself out there, not taking the first note, being a natural problem solver and honing in on like Brian said, your why the things that the, you know, the reason that you do this, whether it be the freedom that your uh, your kids overall, the money where uh, none of us would do this for free. <laughs> I'm paying for Disney world right. next month. Right. That's, oh, that's amazing. Awesome. I am so excited yeah. about that. Sarah like, just gosh. got back. Yeah. I just did the same thing in November and that's it was awesome. like, yes, it was the same feeling. It was like, I just did this. Right? Like, I did this. Air high fives to you. (laughs) And it is. It's like this really. It's empowering. Yes, it is. It's absolutely this, like, great mom feeling. Yes. I earned this for my kids. For sure. It's this big thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they'll notice that, too. I think your children will admire that growing up. Um, I was going to say, I think it's cool, too, like to be in a situation where you have to improve a little bit in order to get everything done. It's like you're striving to do more. So you like as a parent, as a business person, as maybe having hobbies or other things, everything you want to do in life, when you're striving to find a way to balance all that and integrate all that. To me, you develop a lot of like sub skills or like little micro skills oh, that sure. really help, like scheduling, oh yeah, focusing, organization, pivoting, communicating, organizing, all that stuff. And it really just—I feel like it's like unlocks your potential more. It puts you more like, all right, I might have to get up a little bit earlier yeah. and stay up a little bit later. I might have to be a little bit more proactive with communicating about people. I might have to schedule more like explicitly mm-hmm. or be more flexible with my scheduling. And just, uh, I think it's really cool, you know. I, I mean, I feel like I'm in a similar situation, and sometimes it's like a test, but I like it. I'm like, okay, now I could really, like, in the future do a lot more because I can do this and this at the same time, you know. Like you've said, like, just using things to kind of do, juggle things, a couple things at once, you know. Well, That's a great perspective. It I is. Didn't, well, I it's kind of just that. what Brian was saying. Like, one of those micro skills is it's not, hey, do we, when do you want to go see this house? It's, I have availability at this times. Mm-hmm. Of those times, when would you like to go see the house? It, that's that's a that's a w- one example, but that's such a that's a really good one, and it all comes down to time management because we all can get super super busy, right? Yes, we can do these activities that just keep us incredibly busy but don't make us money. 
So I always, I'm always in the back of my mind thinking time management, and that's not I know an area where I could improve as well. But what a good yeah, point. Definitely, and when it comes to time management too, that ties right back into your whole kind of like demeanor or your attitude or your outlook. It's it's tough to manage your time if you're not managing yourself. You know. Yeah. Like you start, you have to start to manage your health. You have to start to manage your relationships. It's so true. To be able to really manage your time, you really have to. You start having to manage other things that go oh, yeah. along with it. You know. And that Which, and that all important work life balance. You yeah. got to be able to turn it off and be present when it's required. You know, for your family or your your significant other. Your you family. know, and it's really cool too to think about like going a little bit extra, so that you can take times to do a little bit less. Absolutely. It's like you know, like all right, as yes. a mom, when I'm you know on my average day here at the house with my kids, or as a dad or as a parent, then when they are napping, I'm not going to be resting. I'm going to be doing my due diligence, and therefore we can all go and rest. We can all go and relax. We can actually take dedicated time away from our routines, and we can go out and explore and, like you said earlier, make memories, which that sounds like a big pillar of your brand, by the way, um, which I think that would be good to really make in the forefront is let people know kind of your outlook on how you want to you know, have a, um, a long-lasting play a role in their life that's long lasting, you know, and has a lot of good memories um, founded off of that. I love yes. everything that you just said. Yes, me too. That was another Thank one of you. those Josh Wozniak's little <laughs> nuggets of wonderful thumbs, wisdom. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, and honestly that is what is what it's about is making memories for the kids. Like in the article that I would that Okay, we I want to talk in. about that. Yes. Let's just I'm just going to put it out Go there. Go on ahead. Okay, cuz I we I woke up this morning to seeing on your Facebook feed cuz unfortunately I just I don't get that magazine, but you and your family are featured on the Valpo North magazine. This yes. is it this month? Yes. And like I saw all the pictures. I was halfway through reading the article before I had to get out of bed, but like tell us about first of all congratulations. Thank you. And tell us about that experience. Um it was definitely out of our comfort zone. Um, one of my big mottos, like I heard it from somewhere and I can't remember where, but it said, but they said, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's always been like in the back of my mind. So this is definitely not something that like I would have done on a regular basis because it, it's uncomfortable, (laughs) like putting myself out there. Um, and you know, just like an open book to half of Valpo. And so it's, you mean the people on the South side of Valpo can't uh, read about people on the North side? Only the North. (laughs) Not that magazine. Not Valpo South, Valpo North. Yeah. But it was, it was definitely like a, it was getting, comfortable with being uncomfortable what was for it sure like? did they come they interview you yep. and russ and, yep. and the kids yeah the pictures look awesome thanks because the pictures were a crap show trying to get <laughs> like i asked russ to grab my shoes he totally forgot my shoes so i get there and i had like not the right shoes i know that sounds ridiculous but um i'm like please crap out my shoes when we get there to the fire station to take pictures russ gets a fire call oh, oh no and so and then i had only scheduled us to be there for for an hour to take pictures because I had a showing that night. So he had to go out in a fire call, which put us behind, and I had my showing, and I'm like, listen, 
we got 37.5 minutes to get these pictures done. We better smile and make it, it happen. <laughs> I'm curious if the, if those details ended up um, in the article, you know? like the, I, uh, They weren't, but I totally would have put them in there. Yeah. She said it's that exclusive. we were at our max. You heard it right here. <laughs> I'm thinking like a behind-the-scenes video. He's like getting dressed up for a fire call in the background. Like, hurry up, I gotta go. It was literally insane. I'm like, this woman is a minutes. saint for getting some good pictures because we were stressed. <laughs> so... I'm packing this a little bit. How did they? How did you end up in the magazine? Like, how did they? Did you? So did it's all you? referral. Um, it's all referral based. So even if like someone with the Valpo North and South magazines, it's all based on referrals. So like a friend can refer a friend, and then um, it just kind of trickles that way. Um, so it was. And we also know the editor, too. Oh, that so, doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, and, and <laughs> you like, know, yeah, one more thing. All of our neighbors have been on it, and it was um, it was just really, it happened authentically. It really did. Sure. So what it was, was just. Article, like, what were they featuring you about? What did they talk about? Um, I should have brought it with. It was um, just um, basically about us and pursuing our passions. So, you know, my husband pursuing his passion, even through full-time career, me pursuing real estate, even though everything else. So um, it was just about us pursuing our passions. And it's refreshing, you know, because at 35 years old, people, you know, you can still do what you want. And, you know, at 25, I was thinking 35, I should have been set with, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah well, not it's funny because I'm, I'm younger, but I'm hearing you say, like, at 35, you can still do what you want. Right? It's like, well, definitely, you know. Like, <laughs> well, at the 25. The life expectancy is double that. Like, you have plenty of time. Hopefully, you have, like, 50 double more that. years, oh you know, maybe gosh. 60 more years. Double that 20 yeah, years sitting here. Yeah. No, really, there are times, though, even at in, in my 20s, man, there are times where I'm, like, feel old. And, like, I have this mentality of, like, that I'm, like, kind of rushing myself sometimes. It's, like, oh, I yeah. want things that are more reasonable to take time. You know, everything takes time. And it's tough sometimes. You do just have to accept that things take time, man. And you don't want to rush anything because someday you're going to want to go back. All right. You guys are all talking about being <laughs> 35. You still, I was 42 when I when I got my license. So That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah it, 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 your, your life doesn't end at 40, all right? Hey. It keeps going, guys. It really does keep going. <laughs> Downhill, albeit, but no. I'm just kidding. But by the way, this makes me think for season three – we should have the oldest listing leader as a guest. Dude. <laughs> Come on, or the per- or the person who's been in real estate the longest, or both actually. Should I we, like that idea. Should we get the the, the thirty year agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 for dude, thirty yeah, years for real. agent. And then they can tell us all that it's like. How's it changed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're like, exactly. you got to get closer to the microphone. They're like, what? <laughs> you have. I feel like that was me closer. at the beginning. <laughs> you what? I feel like that was me at the beginning. Oh, you know what? Because I, I did a horrible job of prepping you for this. Yeah, so. I did not know what to expect at all. This well, was a test. It was. Well, shout out to those thirty-year <laughs> agents because they'd probably come in here and school us. You know, like it would. I just feel like there'd be a lot to learn. Is it that at the thirty-year uh, mark? You don't have to pay dues anymore. What? There's a thing in Naira uh, where after you're once you become a third, if you've paid for thirty years, like you, you like a, it's a legacy, something like a lifetime, it's kind a, of a lifetime membership. thing. Yep. After mm. so long, That's you don't pay cool. your dues anymore. A little small little perk. Some, something to <laughs> look forward time. to. Some people know? get a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't have to pay their dues anymore. Um, as we get kind of close to the hour mark here, do we have any last questions for our gracious guest? 
This is not a question. This is not a, or statements. We actually had a broker tip that we did not cover, oh. and I'm not going to try to break into that right now. Yeah, let's not. But I'm I not want going to. to. But I'm going to just briefly say what it is. Okay. Which is AI. That was you had brought this up. This is our broker tip. Yeah. Something that a lot of people might be hearing about called Chat GPT, which yeah. is essentially an AI that you can ask questions to. Correct. So when I seen this, by the way. The first, and you said that you used this recently. I do. Um, to you know, offload. This is your new. Um, I can't tell you unpaid how labor. Valuable that's been for my students. For me, I use it. It's one of the most powerful tools. I just started integrating into my business. Excellent. And with so, incredible success. So here's something. Here's what I wanted to bring up actually okay. for the next broker tip. Yeah. And this might not work with we're having Kevin. Maybe you we'll have, have investment. AI write it. Yes. I got ask, I, I, yes. I can we see, should all, I see your brain. We Josh. should all go and ask ChatGPT to give us a broker tip and however we can phrase it. That's one thing I know about ChatGPT is like it depends on how you're like phrasing your question. Exactly. So let's see which of us can come up with the most get this AI to do it for us. Come yeah. up with the most golden nugget. We'll ask it, hey, create a broker tip for a realtor podcast. Stuff like that. We and could see. do that right now, and it would spit it out within 30 seconds. Dude, I've never used it. That right would be now, funny yeah, while that, we're wrapping it up. That, that exact would be prompt, and it would give us an answer. But we should have that uh, for a broker tip, I, I think. Do, like, I see what the AI tells us. It. We'll be like, we'll be like, oh, my God. Every We'll just start having this thing right every, it every a, show it's prompt It's a very us, powerful you know? tool, especially right. for new agents. I can't stress that enough. New agents, we're, we are going to talk about this. We're going to have a whole segment on it. But right now, go familiarize yourself with ChatGTP. Uh, someone bring it back to her, yeah. Alicia. And uh, we've had an episode two episodes ago about goals. Kind of helped me out immensely. What are your goals this year and then moving forward? Um. So my goals are not anything that's been placed on me. But my goal is to hit two million at my one year mark in June. So I am really striving to you know, toward that. That's just my personal goal. And then, of course, I want to win the trip for me and my husband for <laughs> Costa, Ri Costa Rica. Woo! I and I have I'm that so sheet excited. in my office on my wall. I'm like, I am doing this because three kids and crazy lives. I can't remember the last time me and him took a vacation, just us. And, and that qualifies as a why, by the way. It, yeah, so 25 houses. Right right? Yeah. 25 houses this year oh, is yeah. my goal, and that's what I'm striving awesome. for, is vacay for us. Right? Oh, yeah. What do you think has been, like, the secret ingredient to you being so successful so quickly with this? Um, 1.4 homes. <laughs> I am I'm honestly not doing it all all about the money. I do enjoy just helping people and I think mm -hmm. that shows cuz I'm not trying to push anyone. Like um the last people who just ended up being my clients, they she had tagged her wife in one of my Facebook posts of when I shared a house. And of course, I reach out, I private message her, and I'm yeah. like, hey, if you want to go see it. And she had like all these roadblocks, and she was like, I'm just not sure we will qualify because we have a loan already. And I'm like, no, we can absolutely like move past that. But I told her, I'm like, I am not trying to push you in any way, shape, or form. I am here to give you all the tools that you need for you to make an educated, for an educated decision for yourself. So if That's you awesome. want to pursue a home, you want to move, I'll give you all the info you need to do that. Um, but I'm not going to push you into something that you don't want um, because it's a huge decision. 
And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. I'm just giving people all the knowledge that they need to make an informed decision. Love it. Yeah. That's really good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate your candidness, breaking your journey down for us. I think a lot of people that are listening to this will absolutely get value from it. And if they didn't, they need to listen again. I think that perhaps, too, after this episode, we might have some people from Valpo North tuning into our podcast per- perhaps. to follow up and see what Alicia, Alicia yeah. is up to. But not Valpo South. Local celebrity, not Alicia Wooden. <laughs> oh, good. I, I thought you were wrapping it up. I'm sorry. I am wrapping it up. As say, say, say goodbye. Final thoughts. Uh, hey, congratulations on all your early success. Looking forward to maybe doing a transaction with you down the road. Thank you. Me too. Maybe. Well, I mean, huh. maybe, 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 I maybe we'll do maybe. a deal together. I'm just saying because there's a lot of agents in the area. It's, you got the, the stars and the moon got to line up to do it. However, you know, I usually get stuck with the. Th- I've been doing this for 30 years. That's my my other side of the table. Bitter, That's though. why we need that person in here. Just no bitter. To yeah. see no, you no bitter. Come on, that's not going to be good. <laughs> Josh, any final thoughts? Uh, you know what? I was very excited to come here today. Uh, it definitely was everything I thought it was going to be, and then some. Always is. Happy to see you guys. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. Sarah, appreciate you. What? You. Appreciate you. I appreciate you guys, too. I just sort of like doing this. I'm glad that... I'm She's glad excited, honestly. Guys. She Thank didn't you. get to dig into that yet. She was like, one more girl here, dude, and that went to scales. They'd have been like, yeah, we... You know, like yeah, a whole other thing. You know? like, it's a whole different ballgame. It, it really sure is. is. It's, it's wonderful when you get to... Okay, yeah, do you girls want to say anything me. representatively on behalf of any of the women listeners out there, you know? Anything that was an unrepresented female perspective. An, uh, there's a lot we could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all there is. Right. That's, I feel Michigan like that's it's a dangerous podcast. question. It, it, it is. It's podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's true, that's true. Well, thank you again. Really thank super you appreciate so you. Tune in next week for the season finale. Have a good one. Bye. Later.